This program is brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu. I'm Al Roberts. I'm the Rappaport Professor of Law and Public Policy at Suffolk University Law School, and this is the Rappaport Center's Public Policy Podcast Series. The WikiLeaks story begins because uh, an individual within government obtained a huge mass of uh, information about diplomatic and uh, military uh, traffic, military and diplomatic communications, and uh, gave them to the WikiLeaks organization. They've now been put on the WikiLeaks site and also been distributed to the media. And uh, this problem of of leaking and and the challenge that it poses to government policy on the handling of national security information is something that I handled quite extensively in my book, Blacked Out Government Secrecy in the Information Age, which came out a couple of years ago. In the short term, it complicates diplomatic relations, foreign affairs, because as many media outlets have noted, there's a lot of embarrassing assessments about foreign leaders uh, in there, and there are also communications that shed light on controversies in foreign policy. One of the questions is how much real news is contained in the communications. As several commentators have pointed out, it won't be a surprise to the diplomatic community that there are these frank assessments of foreign leaders in the communications. So there's a sort of social awkwardness, but there's a question of how much of a real disruption in diplomatic relations it's likely to cause. And the other difficulty is that we haven't, I I think it's right to say, seen a major revelation of any new controversies as a result of the leaks. It's shedding light on current controversies, but it's not radically reconfiguring our understanding about what the U.S. government has been doing it and how it's been doing it. Well, in terms of diplomatic relations and foreign policy, I think there'll be sort of a temporary disruption as people sort through the release of the information. I don't think there's going to be a profound recalibration of, of foreign policy and diplomatic relations because of this. There's a really interesting question about what's going to happen to U.S. government policy on the handling of national security information. That's an area where some big questions have been raised. Well, this has actually been a subject of intense controversy among people who are interested in promoting open government. The question is, which way will this scandal, this controversy cut? One argument is that the WikiLeaks dump has shown the fragility of the systems for handling national security information, and the sort of optimistic view is that this will finally prompt a substantial rethink of the way in which national security information is handled. One observer made an observation recently that uh, one of the interesting things here is that a lot of this information is classified, has been held behind a classification wall, but when it gets out, you realize that a large amount of this information is reasonably prosaic, probably didn't need to be classified in the first place. So one argument is, well, look, here's a sort of vivid example about the tendency of the system to overclassify information and a good argument for reforming the system to promote openness. That's the happy version of the story. The unhappy version of the story is that this is dramatically different than, let's say, the Pentagon Papers case. It's much more massive in scale. It hasn't revealed dramatic new information about uh, governmental abuses of power, but at the same time, the scale of the release has triggered a very strong reaction within government, the view that this can't be allowed to happen again. And one of the things I worry about is that it's actually going to provoke a very strong reaction within government, 
and that will turn out to be a substantial setback for people who care about open government. I think it's going to work out to be a bad thing. We've already seen indications of agencies in Washington clamping down, imposing new technical restrictions on the release of information and new policy restrictions on the release of information to avoid a repeat of this kind of dump. And, of course, we've seen attempts to uh, go after the official who was suspected of leaking the information originally and also attempts to go after the head of the WikiLeaks organization, Julian Assange, as well. So I actually think, given the prevailing political climate and the scale of this leak and the fact that it wasn't revelatory of major new scandals that were unbalanced, we're likely to see a restriction of secrecy. But this is a very different story than I think the Pentagon Papers story of 40 years ago. The Pentagon Papers case, which this has been compared to quite frequently, is, is I think, substantially different. You had an instance there in which it was the release of sort of a refined research product that was, compared to this release, relatively narrow and focused in scope. And it generated news because it showed the way in which the government had been dissembling about the conduct of the war in Vietnam. So it generated a controversy. It was genuinely revealing major new information about conduct of U.S. government policy. It was sharper and more narrow compared to the WikiLeaks dump. The other thing, too, is that the political context at the time was quite different. You had stacked up on top of the Pentagon Papers controversy, the release of information about CIA abuses of power, FBI abuses of power, and then, of course, you had the Nixon scandal as well. And when you combined it all, it propelled a powerful movement for opening up government. So we saw, at that time, the strengthening of the Freedom of Information Act and the adoption of other legislation to open up government. But I think the story is going to play out differently this time because this leak is so broad and it's so ill-focused and because the political climate is not otherwise favorable to opening up government. It's a very interesting time if you're looking at the question of governmental secrecy because technology is changing dramatically. Uh, one of the things that technology does is that it makes it easier for government agencies to share information, but it also makes it easier for government officials to leak information if they want to, or so it seems, because, you know, you can duplicate and transmit information so much more easily, and the WikiLeaks case is a great illustration of that. The temptation of many commentators is to say, look, this is an illustration of the collapse of our conventional way of thinking about the handling of national security information, the way in which technology is undercutting old policies. I'm not so sure about that. I think the evolution of policy over the handling of national security information. It's like a game, and players react to each other iteratively over time. So we've seen one instance, this WikiLeaks dump, but we really need to see what's going to happen next, how the governmental apparatus is going to react to this particular controversy. This preceding program was brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu.